As you watch this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it. Welcome to Home Group. This is Friday. Well, we have had quite a week. We've been talking about how to keep the devil out of your life. Have you downloaded your free study guide yet? You can do it at renner.org right now. And tonight we're going to cover John 10.10. You say, ah, what can you say about John 10.10? Guys, we're going to unpack that verse tonight like you've never heard it before. You might think you know what John 10.10 means. Get ready because we're going to show you something brand new about John 10.10 that will literally leave you speechless. That verse is so much more than what you've ever heard. But hey, download your study guide and order the series called How to Keep the Devil Out of Your Life. And right now we're also offering you Dress to Kill. Please order Dress to Kill. I'm not trying to sell a book. I don't need to. This book is read all over the world. You need this book. This book will really make a difference for you. It's about spiritual weaponry to defeat the enemy. And this book comes with such great photos. I mean, the photos are just amazing, amazing, amazing. Or if you don't want to get the big one, you can get spiritual weapons to defeat the enemy. But Denise, welcome to Home Group on Friday night. Thank you, Rick. And Home Group, welcome. Happy Friday night, and we're glad you're spending it with us. John chapter 10, this famous, famous <laughs> verse, Jesus says, The thief cometh not, but for to steal, to kill, and destroy, and I am come, <laughs> that you might have life, and you might have it more Abund abundantly. Praise Jesus. Now you say, well, what can you get out of that? Isn't it already clear? The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Doesn't that say it all? No, it really doesn't. When you dig below the surface at the words that are used in this verse, it is just shocking what Jesus said here. For example, Jesus in this verse calls the devil the thief. The word thief is the word kleptes. Kleptes, from the word klepto, it's where we get the word for a kleptomaniac. Why is he called a maniac? Because he's a maniac. He can't control himself. A kleptomaniac just steals all the time. In fact, I just not long ago saw an article about a woman in her 90s that has been arrested more than 60 times for robbing jewelry stores. She was just arrested again. And when they said to her, why do you keep robbing jewelry stores. She says, I just can't control myself. I just can't control myself. I just have to steal. She's a kleptomaniac. Well, the word klepto is a form of the word klepto is the word that Jesus uses in this verse. And by using this word, I'm reading from the download. Do you have yours? Jesus was saying, literally, don't be surprised because the devil can't help himself. He's flawed. He's defected from the very beginning of time. He's been a thief. Something in him is bound and determined, and he wants to take everything that belongs to everybody else. He is a kleptomaniac. And the first time the devil appears in the Bible, what's he doing? He's stealing. Yes. He was an angel. And what did he want? The glory. glory. He wanted God's glory, 
and he wanted God's throne. He said, I will ascend to the sides of the north. I will be like the most high. He began marketing himself to the other angels. That's an amazing truth. And the devil was stealing, 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 stealing the very first time he ever shows up in the Bible. We often give each other second chances. And when someone does something wrong, we think, well, he didn't really mean it that way. Or we remember the words of Jesus and say, oh, if they knew what they were doing. So when we talk about each other or when we're thinking about other people, we often give people the benefit of the doubt or you're innocent until proven guilty. When we talk about other people, we often we think of change. He could be better. He will be better. Give him another chance. We're hopeful. We're hopeful. But when you talk about the devil, you don't need to be hopeful. He's not going to change. He's a maniac. You don't give him a second chance. You protect yourself from him. And the first time he shows up in the Bible, he's trying to steal. The second time he shows up in the Bible, what's he trying to do? He's in the Garden of Eden. He's, he's trying to steal again. You know why? He wants Adam's position. He wants Adam's position. So he's trying to steal the position, and very cunningly, he's trying to find a door that he can wiggle into the garden, and he found it through Eve, which, by the way, was not Eve's fault. Really, it was Adam's fault. That's another whole teaching. Don't blame Eve. Adam did not tell his wife what she needed to know. She was ignorant because her husband did not inform her correctly. But he was after Adam's position. He was a thief from the very beginning. But wait, Jesus goes on, and he adds the next statement. He said, the thief comes for to steal. The word steal is the active form of the word kleptes. It's the active form. And here's really what it means. The kleptomaniac, when he shows up, will begin to behave like a kleptomaniac. He can't restrain himself. He'll steal, steal, and steal because it is his nature to... Steal. Steal. He may not even really want what you have. He just can't control himself. It's like that 90-year-old woman that was just stealing because she was in the store and she needed to steal. The devil just wants to take everything that doesn't belong to him. So if you have health, he'll try to take it. If you've got a good job, he wants it. If you have a house, he wants it. If you have a dream, he wants it. If you have children, he wants them. Does he need them? Of course he doesn't need them. He just can't restrain himself because he is a kleptomaniac. And Jesus says when the kleptomaniac shows up, he's going to behave like a kleptomaniac. He's going to try to put his hand into your pocket and take everything you have. Is that, is that amazing, guys? Mm -hmm. I think it's amazing. And in in fact, the active form of the word kleptes, here translated to steal, listen to this. It describes, so guys, I want you to really hear this. Listen. A bandit, he's a bandit, a thief, or a scam artist. A scam artist. One so artful in the way that he steals that he exploits his, his exploits of thievery are nearly undetectable. It is the same word for a pickpocket. When he shows up, he will artfully and seductively try to walk off with everything you have. That's what the word steal means. Now, is that more than you know? 
You see, there's a lot in John 10, 10 that I bet you've never seen. But wait, Jesus goes on to say, he comes to steal and to kill. Kill. Well, what does kill mean to you? I, in my mind, I always saw a bloody mess. He came in to massacre people, to slaughter people. I could just see a bloody mess. That is not what this means at all. You're going to be shocked, guys, when you hear what this word kill means. It means to destroy. No, it doesn't even mean to destroy. Mm -hmm. The word kill, if it was slaughter, it would be the Greek word anareo. That means to really slaughter somebody, a bloody mess. This is the Greek word thuo. The word thuo was a religious word that depicted the making of a sacrifice. The making of a sacrifice. For example, if you felt like you really needed to surrender something, thuo, you would offer a sacrifice. It means to surrender something or it means to give something up to make a sacrifice. I'm going to say it again, to surrender something, to be willing to give something up. The same word used among the Greeks, even among the Jews, to describe the moment when they would throw, they would make a sacrifice, they would surrender something to God. And now that religious word is used to describe the insinuations that the devil will speak to you. Here's what it means. Jesus was teaching us. I'm going to read from my notes from the download that I want you to get. It's free on our website. Jesus was teaching us that the devil can disguise himself to sound very religious. Mm -hmm. If we've got anything left over from the stealing that he's already done, he will try to speak to us in religious terms and say, you know what? There's no hope of recovery. There's no way you'll ever be able to restore what you've lost. Why even try to believe? Just lay it on the altar. You might as well give it up and walk away. Just sacrifice it and forget it. He may even try to disguise his voice to sound like the voice of God trying to coax you to back off of a position of faith. Don't use your faith. Don't believe that you can get things back. Don't believe for restoration. You know what? It's so bad. Why don't you just lay it on the altar? So if he can't take it from you, he'll yeah. try to convince you to give it up. He'll to try give to it up. Which looks so much like all of the different world religions where there's some type of sacrifice involved even human sacrifice where people are voluntarily giving something up for the hopes of something better. It's, so he's out there to convince you to give it up if he can't steal it from you. So he's deceiving. He's deceiving. He's deceiving. Then he's thinking about all the people who've been standing in faith. They've suffered such attack and in a moment of weakness, a thought comes, you know what, I just need to surrender it and they think it's God speaking to them, and often it's the devil. That's when the devil comes on and says, come on, just lay it down. Just walk away from it. Just surrender it. He wants you to loosen your grip and let it go. Yes, Joel? Well, you used the example of religions. I'm thinking about dreams. <clears throat> People just give up on their dreams. They just let it go, and that's the devil's way of stealing. If he can't take it away from them, he'll just make them think they need to give it up. And that's not true. God gives us dreams. He wants us to have the desires of our heart. God wants to give, give, give into your life. 
Yes, Mama. Both things leave you empty-handed. The thievery and the giving up. They both leave you empty, and mm. which is what he wants. That's, he is a scam artist. But Jesus went on to say he will destroy. He'll steal. He'll kill. And Jesus adds the third thing, destroy. The word destroy is a form of the Greek word apolumi. Okay, you say, what does apolumi mean? Let me give you a really good illustration of that word. It's from the word apoluo. The word apoluo is used in Matthew chapter 3, verse 16, when John the Baptist said, Jesus is coming, and he's so wonderful, he's so marvelous, I'm not worthy to unloose his shoes. Well, I don't know what you know, if you know what the shoes looked like in those days, but your shoes back in those days, your sandals were bound around your feet. Mm. Lots and lots of string and leather all tied around your feet. Well, the word apoluo, when John the Baptist said, I'm not worthy to unloose his shoes, it describes one by one taking apart the strings, taking apart the leather straps, until finally what happens? It has come off. It just falls off. You have become unraveled. And when you have unloosed all the strings, apoluo, that's really the word, you've unbound it all, eventually you become so undone, so unraveled, that it just falls off. And that's the word Jesus uses, which means the devil's willing to take his time. If he can't take everything all at once, he'll do it one string at a time. Is that amazing? And one strap at a time, one string at a time, he'll begin unraveling your marriage, unraveling your finances, unraveling your health, unraveling your home, unraveling your job, one strand at a time. He's going to attack your car. He's going to attack your air conditioner. He's going to attack your relationship with your siblings, your friends, your church, one strap at a time. His job is just to unravel you until you come completely undone. That's what the word destroy means. Mm -hmm. So we've seen some amazing words in John 10.10. First of all, the word kleptes. Sealed. He's a kleptomaniac. Jesus says when the kleptomaniac shows up, he's going to begin to kleptase, the active form of kleptase. He's going to behave like a kleptomaniac. Mm -hmm. And if he can't take everything away from you, then Thuo, he'll have you give it up. He'll convince you to sacrifice it, surrender it, and give it up. And his ultimate objection is to unravel you until everything you have falls off of your life and you're left naked with nothing. He wants to strip you bare. Denise? I'm thinking about Jesus. And I'm thinking that the devil was not able to strip him of anything, nothing. Jesus oh. did not give up on his call. He did not give up on us. He did not give up on the cross. He didn't give up right before he died because he was going to go to hell into complete darkness. He never gave up. He just kept going. But I want to tell you what this does for me. The reason, you know, I'm not trying to glorify the devil. I want you to get really angry in a godly way. Mm -hmm. When you understand who is after your kids? Who's after your finances, your checkbook, your bank account, your job, your health? When you understand 
that you have been deluded to think that you're just supposed to walk away and just give it all up and just give up. I want you to get mad enough that you'll stand up by faith and say, I'm not taking this anymore. That's why I wrote this book called Dress to Kill. The full title is you don't have to take it anymore because you're dressed to kill. You don't have to lay down and die. But let me read you the Renner Interpretive Version, the RIV. Are you guys ready for this? Are you ready for this? Listen to this. I love this version. Here we go. You guys ready? Mm -hmm. Paul, you're laughing. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying every moment of it. Thank you, Paul. Okay, here it is. Okay, here's the RIV of John 10.10, the first part of John 10.10. The thief wants to get his hands into every good thing in your life. In fact, this pickpocket is looking for any opportunity to wiggle his way so deeply into your personal affairs that he can walk off with everything you hold precious and dear. And that's not all. When he's finished stealing all your goods and possessions, he'll take his plan to rob you blind to the next level by creating conditions and situations so horrible that you'll see no way to solve the problems except to sacrifice everything that remains from previous attacks. The goal of this thief is to totally devastate your life. If nothing stops him, he'll leave you insolvent, flat broke, cleaned out in every area of your life. You'll end up feeling as if you're finished and out of business. Make no mistake, the enemy's ultimate aim is to obliterate you. That's the first part of John 10.10. Well, there's a second part. I like this. Full of joy and And the second part we're going to get to now, Jesus continued to say, but I have come that you might have life. Wow. And that you might have it more abundantly. Abundantly. Which is saying more than everything else that Jesus just said about the devil. Well, guess what the word abundantly is? The word abundantly is the Greek word, the very explicit word that was used to describe a river that was flooded and was flooding out of its banks. Mm -hmm. You know, there's that moment when, you know, I grew up in Sand Springs, Oklahoma. I grew out on the Charles Page Boulevard. We were always worried about floods. And you didn't want the river to get out of its banks because it created such a mess. My grandfather lived near a creek, which was called Bird Creek, and every spring it flooded. We were always hoping, oh, just please keep the water in the banks. But it comes to that moment when it begins to go over the banks. And when it goes over the banks, it goes everywhere. You can't control it. It just begins moving, 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 moving. That's the word abundantly that is used in this verse. Wow. So if you think Jesus just wants to do a little tad in your life, your thinking needs to be renewed. Jesus said he came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. It describes something that is absolutely overflowing. It is life to the maximum. He wants it to fill up, spill over, and touch every single thing in your home, in your family, in your health, in your finances. He wants you to be flooded with life. What an opposite effect. Mm -hmm. The devil comes to steal Jesus comes to give life abundantly, flooding us with life. I translate it, life to 
the maximum. <laughs> We've all been to Cairo many times. We've been well, to Cairo. when you say we, what do you mean? Our family. Our family. Why have we been to Cairo? Cairo's not so far from Moscow, and there's wonderful places to visit there as a family, and of course, they're connected to biblical events. And it's very inexpensive to go there. It's kind of like in America when people might go to Galveston or they might go down to Florida. People in Moscow go to Egypt. Often go to Egypt. And when you go to Egypt, you see the Nile River. At one time, the Nile River reached the pyramids. Now, it's quite a drive. You have to drive up to 30 minutes or more to get from the Nile River, downtown Cairo, from perhaps where you'd be staying in a hotel, to the pyramids. It could be 30 minutes. It could be an hour's drive, depending on traffic. But at one time, when the Nile River overflowed, the river would get all the way to where the pyramids are today, flooding the entire area, creating life. Life. So when you talk about life and life more abundantly or rivers going past their, uh, over, the, over their borders banks, it's not a destructive force. No, it was very positive for the Egyptians. For the Egyptians. It or brought for, life. Or for anyone in agriculture at that time. When the river overflowed, it means it was bringing life to everything. Well, not just, not just the Nile, even the Jordan River. They depended on the floods. So you're, I'm just saying your example of your grandfather was an example of destruction. But really, floods brought life. Brought life. For example, near the Jordan, well, Israel is very arid. If there was no flood, it remained arid. There was no life. But in the spring, when the floods came, it irrigated everything, and it just, the deserts began to blossom. And when Jesus says life more abundantly, he's really talking about an inflow of divine life so wonderful, it will irrigate everything in your life, and you'll begin to blossom and bring forth fruit. Now, let me ask you guys, did you learn anything new tonight about John 10.10? 10? I did. Thank you. Yeah? What did you learn? Well, steal, he's a thief and he comes to steal. You should not expect anything else. When he comes, don't think, maybe this time he didn't come to steal. He came to steal. That, that was kind of a, a new opening. Okay, Joel. I learned the thing that you string about um, sacrifice. I did not know that that the devil will convince you to put it on the sacrifice, to forget about it. You know, just give it up. Give it up. But Jesus wants you to give up anything. He wants to give you life. Yes. He wants to give you dreams, give you hope. He wants to just give, give, give. Okay, Denise, what did you get tonight? Well, I'd heard this teaching before, but Are I... Are you sure? I had. But I had forgotten that second part. About giving up? Yes. It's so amazing. Well... If you feel like you're under assault, we'd like to pray with you. If you think life is just coming unraveled, that's the work of the devil. That's one way you know it's the work of the devil. If things are just coming undone, that is the work of the liquidator. He has come to liquidate you. Mm. Call us. We will pray with you. Call 1-800-742-5593 or send us an email at prayerrunner.org. We want to pray with you, but we're out of time. Mm. But guys, when we come back on Monday, we're going to begin to constructively talk about practical things you can do to build a barricade so this thief can never get in. Amen. Yeah. Hasn't it been a great week? Amazing. Awesome. I'm so sorry. Time's up. We got to go. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed that teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it.